Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your Political Fugitives, the weekly podcast or daily at times that will basically give you the best news, the raw news away from all the political beating that's going on on social media. So we'll dive straight on it, right into it. Um, so we'll start off this podcast. This podcast is going to be the weekly roundup of the most important news that you need to hear. And the second half of the podcast is going to be how you can start investing. It could be with as little as $100 or as much as thousands of dollars, depending on your financial status. So uh, we'll get right into it. So the weekly news, I'm just going to be running through the most important news. I don't want to waste any of your time. Your time is precious, especially in business, which we're going to be talking about. And the next half, the first news is... The House has passed the Congressional Stimulus Package to aid in the coronavirus relief. It's a second package. It's going to cost about $3 trillion, and it will basically give you another check of $1,200 to every American. It will give more funds to colleges and small businesses and anyone who's basically struggling out there. It's a massive, massive package, um, and that is why it's basically, at, at the moment, it's dead in the Senate, but we will soon find out if we'll get picked right back up due to political pressures isn't the uh isn't the bill actually like aren't aren't some recipients including like uh illegal immigrants too yes uh the the bill is a very uh democrat based package so yes it's going to be hitting on all democratic points such as helping illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants and to all our friends out there it's also including dependents that are 18 years old so we're finally going to get that (laughs) <laughs> yes if it passes exactly so the next news is the indictment of senate intelligence committee chairman richard burr so michael rubio senator for florida will be taken over but republican richard burr has been indicted on insider trading not indicted his house was raided excuse me uh his house was raided by the fbi and his phone was seized so the claim is he he had received intelligence briefs briefings that are uh, classified information, information not available to the public. And as you may know, insider trading is a crime where you use information not available to the public to make stock trades, which is illegal. It's a white collar crime. And a lot of people have been indicted for it. And Senator Richard Burr has fallen victim to the same indictment. And he will be facing uh, investigation and we'll see where that goes. The The next news is, despite the coronavirus and the scares of a second uprising, a second wave, um, a lot of college campuses are starting to announce that they are opening. I know, John, your school is one of them, Northeastern University. Hell yeah. Um, The Franklin and Pierce University has just announced, as of, I believe, today, that they will be opening in the fall. And numerous other colleges, such as uh, Columbia University, have I'm sure NYU now, also announced it. NYU, yes. It's honestly crazy because it's in New York. When, like, the, yes. Like, epi- like, it's like the center. In the it America's is. The it, has, it, has the most, uh, it has the most counts. But it, is, uh, it makes us feel optimistic. For those of you who are colleges who hasn't announced yet, is that uh, it's, it's looking optimistic for colleges opening in the fall. But and, keep in mind, Cal State has announced that all their schools, all their locations will be closed next semester. Yes. So, I mean, like, not CSU. CSU? 
Yeah, California State Universities. Yeah, Cal State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, the next news of the day is Trump. President Trump has fired a watchdog for the State Department. Now, this has been a part of a series of firing that has been enacted by President Trump. What makes this particularly interesting is that the watchdogs at the time was investigating Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and how he was using State Department funds to fund his trips all over the United States, paying for luxury hotels and so on. Um, And the final news of the day is the upcoming mall apocalypse. So a lot of economists have been projecting that malls are looking at the end of their lifetimes. Uh, J.C. Penney has filed for protection from bankruptcy. They're looking for a over $500 million in loans to keep them afloat because they're, they're facing bankruptcy right at its eyes. <clears throat> and if this is going to be, if bank, JCPenney is so important because 30% of malls, the, the area space in malls is used by JCPenney. So if JCPenney falls down, if it follows bankruptcy and it closes its stores, it could mean, it, it could mean a lot of bad things for malls in the future. But yeah, also, yeah, go ahead. uh, Pier One Imports, which is like a retail company, has announced that they're closing all uh, stores permanently, so they're gone. Yeah, so it's it's looking, it's looking uh lethal in the market right now in terms of retail stores. So, the second half of the podcast today, we're gonna make it pretty quick, and it's going to be something that you want to hear. It's going to be about how you can start investing. We're gonna start off at why you should invest. So I'm going to give you my two vids. The reason why you think it, I think you should invest is, so there's two waves of saving in this. Actually, there's three ways of saving in America. One, it's the most obvious way. You put it in a bank and you store it. Two, you buy property. You buy a house, you buy whatever you want, and you buy an asset that does not depreciate in value over time. Three is stocks. You buy a share of company, and that money is just there. Now we're going to be talking about the most risky part of that saving because when you save in a bank, your money depreciates. Okay, inflation is a thing, and every year that you keep your money just sitting, your money is going to depreciate. It is going to lose its value. If you buy a property, we're not going to be talking about that because we assume that most of you do not have the funds available to go ahead and buy a house or a parking garage or whatever it is you want to buy. We're just going to assume that. So third is going to be stocks. Now, the best way to start investing is it doesn't matter how much you have. I know Robinhood requires at least $100. But uh, the best platforms, I believe so, yes. The best platforms is Acorn, Robinhood, and I'd say TD Ameritrade. What do do you think, John? I mean, uh, I I use Robinhood for myself. Like Like, I'm still, like, not pro- at investing but i'm still like learning and yeah. so far i've been using Robinhood, which is like i mean kind of like their uh free stock <laughs> their free yeah. share I mean, pretty cool, so like, like the punchline so um i mean i i don't think there's a hundred dollar deposit minimum is it not it, it made me deposit a hundred dollars before opening no no it basically what it does is it'll ask you for your bank account and then it'll like it'll take like a cent or like two cents away from your bank account just to verify that your bank account exists and you you have money and then you can start investing from there but uh yeah so 
I know that some people use the uh, TD Ameritrade like you, Agozi. Um, some people uh, use eToro. I heard that's a really good platform. I don't really use it, but I heard that's one of the best ones that you can use. There's also Fidelity Investments. So a lot of the bank companies, like popular bank companies, have uh, they have their own platforms. So you can always like if you you can always just look into that to see if there's like a deal between your like bank account and also like opening a uh, an account with their platform. You can always check yeah. that out. Uh, there's also Acorn. Acorn I heard is pretty good. It's also like a pretty well known app that a lot of like young people use. But uh, Acorn is different though. Is it? It is. So what Acorn does is uh, there's basically instead of investing yourself. Acorn has professional people who handle your portfolio for you. So they basically take your money and invest in whatever they think is the best. So you don't have like, you don't have control over what you want to actually invest in. Like you can't go ahead and buy Facebook. They'll decide if you want to buy Facebook, if you want to buy Facebook. Really? Yeah. And the reason why Acorn is popular is that uh, they basically round up your change. So if you go to the store and spend $4 and 50 cents for a product, They'll take the remaining fifty cents, run it up to five dollars, and invest invest that fifty cent for you. Oh, ew, <laughs> ew. <laughs> it's it's I I use it uh, I use it because it's like you know, um, why not do something with that change? You know, let it grow. I I guess, but like yeah, it's I mean it's good for beginners, I guess, like just to like see how like whole things how things work, but like you shouldn't put a lot of money into it like i don't think you should just yeah just learn how I mean, to it's, like, just it's change. yeah exactly but so yeah it's really good for investors but if you want to start like if you want to like go big uh just use one of those platforms i listed so like etoro Robinhood, fidelity ameritrade etrade etc um also it goes do you want to talk about you want to start talking about how to invest and like what you should do before you actually put your money on a uh, company yeah, so the most important step is learning, is learning how everything works. So stocks, you when what you're doing when you're buying stocks is you're literally taking a percentage of that company. You own that percentage. You own a part of a company. And basically, a company's value goes up based on how people perceive what the company's worth. Basically, you can determine how much a stock is is by dividing the equity the total equity the company has, which is the amount of assets, liabilities, and all the good stuff, and divided by the amount of shares they have. And uh, so that's how you get your general stock price. And by investing, you're basically betting that that stock price will go up, right? So if you right now, Starbucks is at about $75, that means every share on earth thinks Starbucks is worth $75 a share multiply it by how many shares they're putting out. You get the total amount that the company's actually worth. And basically you buy those $75 a share. And if you basically betting that that $75 will go up because you think the company will increase in its profits. And if the company increases in its profits, that means your stock shares will go up because that's based on how much the company's worth. So in like a year or two, those $75 that you just bought could be $85. So you got to do your research. You got to understand what companies will go up in value. And that can be based on so many facts. You could buy based on companies that you trust. 
like Best Buy, Target, companies that are well established, right? Or Starbucks. These companies that you know have succeeded and they're continue to succeed. You got to make sure to do your research. Those are the safe stocks that you can buy, right? If you invest $100 in Starbucks, there's a very, 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 very unlikely chance that they will fail and that $75 turns to zero in the next couple of months. It's very unlikely because of how successful the company is. However, the other way you can invest is through growth stocks. Stocks that are just starting, they're low value, but you predict that they will go up in value based on many factors, such as uh, trends that are happening. I mean, you can literally go on TikTok, right? And you can see people, people having these merchandises from a company you're invested in, and they're getting more popular and popular. So that could be cute that the company is going to go up in profits because they're booming on social media. So if you buy, like, a, if, for example, if Apple started out today and you saw a bunch of your friends get the new Apple One computer and you think Apple is going to be a billion-dollar company, that's an opportunity to buy it. But the risk is a lot of companies do not become billion-dollar companies. So you're taking a risk, but the payout is huge if you're right. Wait, so you brought up a good point with the whole TikTok idea. Um, yeah. So recently, I had a friend send me like a TikTok about this like company called Vector and how they're merging with this company called um, uh, shoot, I forgot what it's called. It's like another, it's another electric electric uh, automobile company, yeah. and uh, they merged. And this dude was explaining how the uh, the price of a share is going to increase drastically since like the uh, I'm pretty sure it's because the they're using the same name as the vector. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called, bro. I'm, but yeah, so they're using the same name as before. And so because of that, the prices of the uh, of one share should increase like drastically. And I was like, it makes sense, but I don't know if I want to invest in it yet because it's like, what, $17 for one share? I kind of don't want to buy that right now. But I should have because that the price of that company or one share just increased so much. So you missed out. I missed out, but uh, yeah, it was like it was uh, it was similar to the point that you just brought up. Like, uh, like, just make sure to like look at trends and just uh research based on that too. Yeah, miss, missing out is painful. You don't want to do that. Uh, but again, even if you think it's going to great, there's still risk that they fail. Um, me personally, oh, yeah. okay. Let me give you a story about Lucking Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fun fact, they started uh, resuming trade on NASDAQ today, but they're facing delisting. NASDAQ said they're going to delist the company, which really? means you can not you can no longer buy it. So I sold my shares today as soon as it resumed. Uh, it was a huge yeah. loss. So Locking, Locking Coffee was a company that was bound to be Starbucks. They had opened over 2,000 stores in China. It's a Chinese-based company. That was my first mistake. Never invest in China. <laughs> okay. Um, so the problem with China... There's a, been a lot of documentaries about this. The famous one is called the China Hustle. Uh, they do not have a set standard of accounting and securities laws as we do in the United States. Like in the United States, accounting is a strict enforced law. If you account long, you could face jail. You can go to prison for numbers of years if you lie in your accounting status. So basically, uh, locking coffee was this booming business. They're opening up 2,000 stores over two years. That's amazing. That's incredible. But the point is, it was too good to be true. No store can open 2,000 stores in a matter of two years. However, 
I was stupid. I was blind to it. I did not know inf- enough information. So I invested a lot of money into Luckin Coffee because I thought they were going to continue to grow. And I thought they were going to beat Starbucks in China. But it turned out that they had lied about almost over $300 million in profits. They falsified documents. They accounted wrong. Not even wrong. They accounted in a dishonest manner. And their intention was just raising more money the entire, the entire time. And they got caught for it. And they were uh, ousted. And their shares dropped 80% from $27 a share to $7 a share. And I lost a lot of money. So you want to avoid that too. You don't want to, you don't want to buy a company without knowing enough about it. That's a number one mistake. I made that mistake. It was an incredibly painful mistake. I'm still traumatized from it. I mean, also like, uh, another like tip for people is uh, make sure to not put a lot of money into one company when you're beginning. Just like. Have a diverse portfolio, yeah. Because like I go see they put a lot of money into looking kind of. That know. was a mistake, big mistake. Yeah, but and also like when I started, um, the company Square was like on the rise. They were projected to like meet market. Uh, what's it called again? Market. Ugh. Oh God, I'm like having a brain freeze. But uh, anyways, they're gonna oh they're gonna meet market expectations. They're gonna meet expectations in like their stocks were supposed to like rise and everything so i was like oh quarterly reports yeah the quarterly reports so um i i was like okay so since that's gonna happen i'm gonna put a lot of money onto it it was my first like ever like share that i bought so i was like i'm gonna put a lot of money into it i'm gonna put like 400 500 into it and i did it as an option not an actual share like i didn't buy an actual share so basically what an option is is like you buy like isn't it like you can buy a hundred you can bet on like if a share is gonna go up or down that, that's options yes yeah so i did that and i was like okay so it's gonna increase to like probably a hundred dollars for one share and so what i did was i put three hundred dollars into it and this was right before coronavirus it became like so big in the u.s so oh. i put all that money in and the like two days after corona started getting really bad here and the market started to crash I just lost two hundred dollars. Oh, that's terrible! Biggest mistake. But now, ever since then, I started to like just make a create a diverse portfolio, so I can you know not have that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you've heard two painful stories as to um, why you should be careful when investing. So, I'll basically tell you when to buy and when to sell. When to buy, you want to buy a company at its lowest point. Okay. So, coronavirus was a perfect time to buy companies, rich companies. That are at its lowest point, such as I, I mentioned Starbucks so many times. I love Starbucks. They're a great company to invest in. They're incredibly stabilized. Their business management is incredible. And they're a company that is, in, in, is incredible, to say the least. So Starbucks was trading at about $90 before coronavirus. After coronavirus, they traded at, at its lowest point. They were at $65 per share, right? Now it's already back up to 78. So if you had bought Starbucks shares at 65, if you had just bought one singular Starbucks share at $65, right now you have made $13 in profit. I know that's chump change for a lot of people, but that's still profit. And you basically have to follow the market records, follow Starbucks' history, 
to see where when is the best time to buy and the best time to buy is when it's the lowest now the best time to sell is when it's highest and you think it's no longer going to go past its highest so i'm going to use starbucks again so when it was at 90 dollars a share you could have said oh coronavirus coronavirus is going to hit the market hard and it's never going to go past 90 dollars so if you had sold starbucks at 90 dollars a share once it's gone down to 65 you've probably saved yourself hundreds of dollars in losses and you've made yourself a pretty good profit so buying and selling in stocks is basically being able to analyze when the stock is no longer going to go low anymore and it's only going to go high and when to sell is when you realize it's no longer going to go high anymore and that's based on a lot of an analysis you have to put in there's a lot of market research that goes into this there's a lot of websites that helps they basically put a price target on stocks that's basically what these research companies these well-developed institutes think what the share is worth though that's a good way to base off when to sell and when to buy stocks. But uh, John, you want to get into options? I know you mentioned it. That would be a good start. Uh, okay, so I didn't do much research on options as it was my first time trade, uh, doing anything with like Robinhood. And I also had like someone just tell me, telling me what to do. But basically, like I'm pretty sure an option is just like a contract that you might get the right to. But it's yes. not like not an obligation. But you have you can buy or sell any asset at a specified like I think it's called the strike price, and at a specific date. So then you will bet on if the stock will either like increase or the uh, or it's if it's gonna decrease. So in my case, I bet on it increasing per square. So I, it was at like what like I think it was like sixty dollars for a share. And I projected it to like at least increase to like eighty dollars because of the uh, quarterly reports. And just look at the trends; it should have hit. But because I set the date to like, uh, probably like two weeks, three weeks after I uh, bought it, I it the the value was just depreciating as time went on because of the whole like coronavirus. And as time just depreciates or as time goes on, that you don't pull out. The, yeah. the money that you get will just depreciate. Like that's just how it works. So you're gonna have to like do a lot of research on if the stock's either gonna increase or decrease. So if you like, so before coronavirus, if you knew that the virus was gonna cause a market to like crash, you should have bet like for all companies. You should have just like bet, or except for like Zoom and like Amazon and everything. Like forget those. But for like a lot of retail companies, you should have bet on the uh, the share price going down. Because you would have made bank, like you would have made a lot of money because of the stock market crash. Yeah, that's that's so, a shorting. Shorting. Yeah, that's that's when you short a company. Well, not exactly. No, no. Keep on going. Uh, shorting is a different topic. We'll talk about. Okay, so yeah, uh, just look at just make sure to look at trends and see how the company will perform, and just make sure to keep up with the news. That's this is why current events and like just paying attention to the news is actually really important because it affects other things, like stocks and everything so like everything you can get like i was about to say something, I was about to say something explicit <laughs> but you can get owned if or owned financially if you don't pay attention <laughs> to news <laughs> i know what you were trying to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so 
basically I think of options as like betting on if a price will go either up or down. Yeah. In layman's term. And if the price goes up to what you think it's going to go up, you're going to make a lot of profit. A lot, well, a of, profit. lot of money. A it's, lot of money. it's one of the easiest ways to make money on stocks, but it's also, it's also the riskiest ways. Yeah. Yes. Right. So uh, you can never truly be sure of how much the stock's going to go up or down. So uh, it is risky. So the next topic is going to be shorting. That's another way of it's buying and selling stocks. This is, it's it's not really a method for beginners so i assume most of you aren't not going to short on stocks right away but it is a topic that it's worth discussing so basically shorting is you're betting against the company you're going to bet that its stocks will go down that's it unlike options where you're betting that it can go up or down you're completely betting that it's going down so the way you make profits is you go to a brokerage right you go to a broker you borrow say a thousand dollars i was I'll use the example of Luckin Coffee, right? You buy $1,000 worth of stocks of Luckin Coffee. Once you buy it, you sell it right away, right? You sell it right away, but you still get the money from the stocks that you sold, but you don't give the money back to the brokerage. You still have that money owed to, not the money. You don't owe money to the brokerage firm. You own the number of stocks. So you say you sold $1,000 worth of stocks of Luckin Coffee at $27 a share. A month later, they get caught for fraud. Now their stocks are down to four. Once it's down to four, you buy those stocks back, the same amount that you sold. Say at 1000 you you sold 100 shares, and you buy back those 100 shares. Obviously, the price right now is much cheaper because it's only like $4 a share right now. Then you give the money back to the brokerage firm once you've sold that. And by now, you've probably made like $607 in profit. Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah, okay. I understand what you mean. Yeah. So you basically borrow money. But no, you don't borrow money. I keep on saying that. You borrow the stocks. You borrow the number of stocks. And you sell those stocks right away. Keep in mind, you still owe those stocks to the same person. The same number of stocks. Once the stock goes down, you buy those stocks. And you sell those stocks back to the broker. But now you've gained a profit because you, you've basically sold it at a much cheaper price. And that's basically shorting. And you can't really do that unless you have a decent amount of money. Um, I don't know how much our viewers have in cash. That's none of my business. So, but that <laughs> is an information to be out. Kind of wish yeah, I if... coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so coronavirus could have been a perfect time to short. Like a lot of companies are going down. So you could have shorted on literally every company on earth, literally every company. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to start buying and selling stocks, I would recommend you to invest $100, just $100. That should be pretty cheap and try to get a knack of it. I made a mistake by investing too much money and not knowing enough. So I hope you don't make the same mistake. Invest $100, learn how the market works, learn how to analyze how stocks go up and down. And when it's at the lowest, buy those stocks. When it's at the highest, sell those stocks. And if you think you have enough knowledge, start trading options. That's a great way to make profit. And if you have enough money, you can short. Again, that's it's all risky business. But however, it's better than your money sitting in a bank. Also, when you go into investing, like always have high hopes. But... Like, keep the idea that you might lose money in the process. Oh, you will. Just, yeah, like, don't 
like you might get upset like oh my god i just lost i don't know two hundred dollars three hundred dollars forty dollars but it's a learning process yeah like you might have needed the money i understand but like you're making you're making that risk like you're putting yourself out there you either might go up it might, might go down it happens like just you gotta you'll learn from it like i was yeah. kind of I was, I was kind of butt hurt after <laughs> the whole square <laughs> thing but i mean i i took that opportunity to just i took it as a learning opportunity and ever since then i've i've been i i, I made my money back not to flex but like I, I made my money back recently oh damn so I'm, I'm fine with it but uh yeah so just take it as a learning opportunity and i don't know if you lose a hundred dollars or however much like and you just think oh i'm just gonna quit uh investing that's do you like no one's forcing you to trade but just you're just know that you're making that risk and there is going to be a chance you might lose money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we head you off, I'm just going to give you a few advices. One, just know what you're doing. Research as much as possible before buying or selling anything. Two, start small. Only invest like $100. Three, do not let your emotions control you. Emotions do not belong in a start mar- stock market. You have to be able to endure the ups and downs it's going to be emotional for sure, but you can't let it control your money by making decisions. Um, just because Starbucks went down $5 today doesn't mean it won't go up $10 tomorrow. And it's hard to, I know it's hard to try to not be emotional because it is, it is your hard-earned money. So it's hard, but you just got to try to not let the emotions take care of you. But anyways. Also, another, oh, way go ahead. Feelings, another way feelings might affect it is, so I'm a strong believer in renewable energy. Like I love I love the entire idea. Like I hate oil companies. I hate like fossil fuel companies. However, however, <laughs> I'm here to make money. <laughs> so I invested in a lot of oil companies because once the state re- or once the country re- reopens, your boys the McBank. <laughs> so like, even though I don't agree with oil companies and fossil fuel companies, I still invested in them because I know it'd make money. It was <laughs> like Fantastic. morally, it was wrong. Financially, it was so good. <laughs> it felt so good. But um, also, before we go, some advice I have is some companies that you should invest in. Probably um, invest in like what I would invest in is invest in like cruise companies, airline companies. Oh, that's a, that's in, like, a risky advice, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, airline companies maybe, but cruise companies <laughs> and like uh, cruise companies and like oil companies and just like essential things that have been closed or they've been limited by the coronavirus make sure to like get some shares in that because for example oil it they were prices were really low but once the state reopens it's gonna go up also cruises all cruises are like have been closed and everything so they haven't been making any money so they're really cheap right now so once the country reopens it's gonna boom you'll make so much money off of that Airline companies, it's a risky bet because a lot of companies might shut down or they wouldn't be able to make their money, as much money back in the future. So it's a risky bet. But I have a feeling in my gut that uh, prices will go up and you'll make a little bit of money or a lot of money depending on which company you invest in. Like Virgin Airlines, they're going to make bank. I know they're going to make bank. But things like Delta have been closing down and like they've... They aren't flying as much as anymore, anymore, and like they've already like stopped flying in some locations because 
of the whole thing. So I don't know about that. I don't know about Delta. But, yeah, that's my advice. Yes, sir. I mean, you've heard it here on the, the political fugitives. We want to keep this short, although it's already gone past 30 minutes. But that's okay. You've learned some valuable advice here. We hope you start trading because of this podcast. And if you need any more advice, if you have questions, be sure to send it to us on Instagram or contact us individually on email. And so, yeah, we hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful month. This is your boys, Ogozi and John, and we hope uh, you had a great time. Make sure to send us feedback. Tell us if we're trash. Tell us if you're terrible. And also tell us if you're great. So, yeah, capiche. Thanks for listening, guys.